I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. And welcome to episode 45 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am sick. So, if I sound a little bit, like, foggy, that's why. Uh, how are you doing? Eh, okay. A little tired. I'm, like, working, like, two weeks straight right now, so I'm hanging in there. That doesn't sound fun. Uh, I mean, no, but, oh, well, I get paid, so I get paid for torture. Well, it's not bad. I saw a kitten today, so could be worse. Hi, kittens. Where was the kitten? The kitten was, um, so we have a lot of stray cats at my work, so... I always see like this, like I always see the same cat. I saw it the other night. It's this like, it's like medium sized gray cat. And then there's like a little area like where I like walk to my shuttle and there's like a little like grassy, bushy area. And I was like looking around because I heard something and then there it was this cute little fluff ball. And I'm like, I, I need you. <laughs> I was like, because I was kind of like bitter that I had to work like uh, last night and the night before. I just got off work at 8 a.m. and it's 11 o'clock right now. So I was like, kind of like, uh, I could be sleeping. But then I saw the kitten and I'm like, you know what? It could be worse. <laughs> oh, but it was a Yeah, kittens ball. are always good to see. I enjoy kittens. I don't particularly like cats, but I like kittens. Yeah. I don't know. Some cats say stay kittens forever or like they start off mean then they go nice i don't know i don't know cat philosophy dogs are always nice though they're the good ones yes i'm pro dog yeah (sighs) pro dogs i mean i like both i mean like an ideal world like i would have a cat and a dog. And that would be a fun time. But I don't know what kind of cat or what kind of dog. But I almost think it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like it'll Don't you have in. a cat and a dog? Well, I mean, like, when I, like, when I grow up. Oh, my God. How old are you? <laughs> 20, 23. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I do. The family dog and cat. It was just the the. It was just Cooper's ninth birthday, so 
He's he's an old man. Old lab. Oh, well. Anyways, Emily, what, what what's going on? Oh, let's see. First of all, we now have we have merch, which is yay, an exciting development. Um, it's 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 our logo, um, the one that Luke Cruiser from the Bad Motivators did because he is very nice and also talented. And so, if you go to tpublic.com slash eflind. Um, you can find that and you can get it on shirts or on bags or on phone case or on like, even like a pillow. There's all sorts of shit you can buy. Um, you know, please check that out. It, it helps out the show. You know, we get a couple bucks for every shirt we sell and that'll go um, into paying for our hosting. Yeah. And Thanks, for- Thanks for people who have bought stuff already. It's really cool. I, I don't know. It's weird to think that people <laughs> have shirts with our podcast on it. I don't know. It's just, it's very strange to me. I think it's awesome. Like when, cause I, I found, or Emily was talking to me about this or finally putting the shirts on T public. I was at Disneyland. So like finding out that people like are like, we tw- were t- retweeting it and actually like buying it. Like that's huge. Like I'm like, I can't believe this. Like I'm still like, what people people listen to us but no it's great honestly it's i don't know why like i mean half my half my shirts are podcast t-shirts but for some reason the thought of somebody like buying our podcast t-shirt is it's really cool but it's strange have you bought one yet not yet me neither what color are you gonna get that's why i haven't bought one yet uh, there's just there's just so many colors like it's it's beautiful but then I might get a sticker too because I have a bunch of stickers on my um on my school notebook it took me a long time to figure out that word too long of a time <laughs> do you ever just like think of words or like you can't think of the word so you're just like fuck like if it's something like really simple yeah that's gonna be me today but you know what that's okay but please buy our merch you know how those youtubers are like merch link in bio like i can say that now like the link is in my bio for the merch so if you guys are wondering (laughs) well emily did you um did you get your celebration tickets I did. I got my celebration ticket, and I'm very glad I got my celebration tickets because fucking five day passes and Saturday passes sold out, which is crazy. Oh, I can't believe they sold out. That's- I mean, yeah, because la- I mean, the last celebration, I knew people who were buying them like a month before. I know. I know. I was on the phone with uh, Boo like a couple hours before they all sold out because he was waiting and I'm like, no, you're buying your tickets now. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was like, no, we, let's not risk this. And then like a couple hours later, it was they're all sold out. And I'm like, wow, I can breathe now. <laughs> but I know I got my tickets like 
think like 12.04 that day when they came out because they started at 12 o'clock. Or no, it was... Well, it was 12 central time. Oh, 12 central time. So never mind. It was 10 o'clock for me. That already feels like it was like long longer ago because that was on the 5th of June. And what's it today? It's the 10th? Yeah. God. June. Where are you going? I feel like it's already almost gone. Yeah, but they sold out. I mean, the fact that they sold out in just a couple of days, I mean. I wasn't expecting that. Do you think that it's going to be that packed that that tickets are already selling out? Or do you think that they kind of bought for like what? Or, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't know. I've been to like a convention before. I've never been to like something as big as Star Wars Celebration. I mean, I think it'll be packed. I mean, how packed? Who knows? Because I don't know like like building capacity and how many tickets they were selling are not always the same like thing. Mm. So, I mean, imagine if they'd, they'd want, you know, as many people as possible, but still... I don't know. I'm already like, I'm already excited. I'm already thinking of places I want to eat or things I want to do. Mostly food I want to eat. <laughs> because I've been like, I started dieting recently because I've been eating so much food. Don't do that. <laughs> but at the same time, do it. But like, every time like I get back on a diet or something, I always just find myself like thinking of food or just like one day being like, I'm really craving breakfast tacos or like, like, I don't know. I get like the weirdest cravings. Not like anything like a peanut butter and mayo sandwich. Peanut butter mayo is delicious. I know. I mean, I I haven't tried it, but I'm not doubting it. I mean, we also do have a food related email. So can't wait to read that and talk more about because I was thinking because I was really hungry this morning and I was like eating like a breakfast burrito and I was thinking I should have some pudding. And then I'm like, what if I dip the burrito in the pudding? How would it taste? But then I'm like, nah, this is this is the tired brain thinking. I don't know if that'll be correct. But let's see. Anyways, I also got a New York Comic Con presale tickets. For people who had been registered like the past couple of years were up today so i have friday and saturday passes for that so that'll be fun because we know some people who are coming out for that dude it's gonna be a fun couple months i know uh comic-con here is gonna happen soon i don't have tickets but because it's impossible to get tickets to san diego comic-con especially when like you've never been before Aka me. I don't. I don't know. For some reason, like my my Twitter was much quieter on Comic Con than it normally is. Hmm. Like, normally, I know more people who are going. Hmm. I know each year it gets like quieter and quieter. Like I used to know a lot of people that would go to Comic Con, but like now, I don't know much. But. I don't know, but I don't know. This should be fun. I mean, I, 
it'll be fun to see who comes down for that and being able to hang out with everyone for that. So fun San Diego stuff. Yeah, if you're in San Diego, say hi. I'm here. Hello. I think uh, some of our podcast friends might be doing podcast things. So I'll be there for those. So good. And hopefully by then I'll be wearing some sweet Canto Bite merch. I'll have all of it. I'll have the t-shirt, I'll have the hat. Or I should, because it's like you can get every, you can get like a long sleeve t-shirt, you can get a regular t-shirt, you can get a hoodie. It's like you can get so much. I don't know. Decisions, decisions. But anyways, we have actually Star Wars news this week. Yeah, there is some, which is good. Um, a little bit anyway. We we got some um, video game news. Um, we did. A couple of things. One on um, Battlefront 2. They're going to be adding Clone Wars stuff. Um, and the, the press announcements was today at EA play, we announced that we're going to expand star Wars battlefront two with new content from the clone wars era, starting this fall with monthly updates. One of the major theaters of war in star Wars prequel era Genosis is coming as a new location to play and explore. Plus two of the most highly requested hero characters, Obi-Wan Kenobi and general Grievous will enter star Wars battlefront two, and they will not come alone, Joining them is the Sith Lord and leader of the Separatists, Count Dooku, as well as Anakin Skywalker. This might make me want to play again. More Clone Wars stuff. And did you watch like the the video of like the dude standing on stage like awkwardly like announcing no. all this? Oh, that poor child. He was just like, um, hi, we messed up. But it's okay now because Ewok Hunt came and everyone liked it. And then we're doing this and then we're bringing back this. And then, oh yeah, Obi-Wan and Anakin. It was just, it was just kind of like a clusterfuck. It was adorable. It was a sweet child though. He did, he did good. But yeah, they're out back. Like they're doing like the command post thing and like the kind of, they're kind of bringing back like elements from like, the old Battlefront games into like this one. So I think that will be really popular for people who are like kind of torn still like me, like this Battlefront two is not my favorite video game. I'm not really a big video game person anyways, but like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm good at it. And I hate when I'm not good at something and like everyone else for some reason is really good at it, especially when you're playing like multiplayer and then you just keep dying because, like, the same people just keep killing you. It's just, it's not fun. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm not into multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, I would be more into multiplayer for, like, new people that played, like, often. Like, I remember during, like, the winter time, like, uh, Justin and Rashad from Will Communication, we would always play. And then Rusty, too. But doesn't happen much anymore because we're all busy people and uh, I don't know I, I can't remember the last time I touched Battlefront I think it was like uh, March and it's already June damn yeah and I know they recently like they recently added a bunch of uh, solo skins right Mm-hmm. which mostly I know because people were complaining about how many credits they were 
you just you can't catch a break on those games. Like it's so expensive to get like everything. And you can't like buy credits too. I think that's the thing still too that you can't like out of pocket, like out of like your actual pocket and not yeah. like the like that's I don't know. Like I still think it's interesting that they still have that turned off. But oh well. I mean that uh, I I kind of agree with that because there are those people out there that just are buy everything and then like their characters just like majorly overpowered. But I don't know. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I mean, for me, and then again, like, I don't really play multiplayer game, but one thing that I've heard from, from my friends who do, and, and just, I think in general, what I would think if I were playing them is, uh, I mean, I don't care if people can buy, like, skins mm-hmm. or fancy hats <laughs> out of their, out of, like, real money. It's when you can, you know, buff up your character or buy more powerful weapons and stuff. Yeah. Like that's that's what I think is like shitty, but I don't care if somebody wants to like pay a bunch of real money so they can look like young Han Solo. <laughs> I know, like I don't know. I mean, that's fun, I guess, but I would almost like want to be able to like make your own character and be able to like buy like I don't know. I'd like to make it more of a I don't know I don't play video games much so I'm just but I don't know well that's cool well good for Battlefront but there's also other new game news too the there's gonna be a new game not this winter time but next winter time yeah Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn Entertainment comes a brand new action-adventure game which tells an original Star Wars story around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. The game will be releasing holiday 2019. Blah, blah, blah. Sign up for a newsletter. Something, something, something. But I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested in this than I am other ones because it seems like it's going to be like a single player story game and that's what I want this sounds a lot like the visceral game that we that was like heavily rumored that we're going to get then got cancelled yeah Yeah. because the whole loner you know thing yeah I, I would imagine they didn't like scrap all of the elements of that game yeah um, I mean, how much carried over, who knows? And I wish we were, I mean, I still wish we were getting that game because it sounded really fucking cool. But I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this. You know, I would have, I would have preferred a more distant time period. But I mean, you could do some interesting stuff, storytelling here, if you're, you know, one of the kids that Anakin didn't manage to fucking murder. Props to you, kid. That's crazy. I mean, I think it would almost have to be like a Kanan Jarrus like story or probably even like actually the kid that like survived the actual like Jedi Temple massacre. Like that's that would be an interesting story in itself. But what if they Yeah, cuz you know, then you get this, you know, you'd be you'd be on the run, but you'd also, you know, trying to be you, you'd still have, you know, like Jedi training to do. 
So you'd still be like learning new powers and stuff, which is always good for a video game. I know. But then how scary would that have to be to like keep, you know, because you have to blend in with society now. You go from leaving a very, I don't know, I almost feel like the Jedi do live like a wealthy lifestyle, you know, like they they have access to everything. You go from having access to everything, access to nothing. Like that's a huge deal. And it's a huge thing to go through. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's actually cool. You know, it's, it's one of the few times I've actually been like, Oh, this is a video game. I might actually get. Yeah. And like play for a weekend and then never touch again. (laughs) Cause that's how I play video games. But I, I look at like the walkthroughs, like the walkthrough videos. Like that's what I did with the uh, Battlefront 2 gameplay or the uh, campaign was that I would like look at the like the little story movie thing. That's what I did. With uh-huh. I did story because I know I'm not good at that game or I wouldn't be. And then I do that with other games every now and then. Dude, like Knights of the Old Republic, those videos are like eight hours long. Of like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch that. Like all of the, when you play the game, all of the combined clips you see, or like ways that you can like, because you get to choose. Because it's like the decision making. I forget what the the usage or the wordage for that is, but eight hours. Like I tried watching it, sitting down watching it once, but I couldn't do it. Well, yeah, because that's they're designed to be video games like eight hours of playtime is not really that much yeah i know but like it's eight hours of like the story and then it's like even more hours of like playing the actual game that's a long game but i don't know cool new video game stuff i mean we haven't really had a lot of video games i mean Counting Battlefronts and then like Lego Star Wars, which they never did a Lego Star Wars The Last Jedi. That sucks. Yeah, that would have been a more... I don't know what they would have done. I mean, they would have probably done the same thing they did with Lego The Force Awakens, but I almost think they're probably waiting to do like a uh, a trilogy thing with like the new era. Because that's what the other... Um... <sighs> Excuse me, on. But that's what, like, the other uh, trilogies did, because they started off doing uh, the prequels, and they did the original trilogy. And then they're like, let's combine all of them. And then they did that. There's, like, three or four. Then they did a Clone Wars one. I played all of these, by the way. (laughs) I love me, the Lego games. I I played, like, 20 minutes of one of them, because my my younger brother had it. It's fun. Cute. 10 out of 10 would recommend to all my friends. But um, do you want to get into crazy Star Wars fandom? Yeah, let's talk about this. Because um, we didn't talk about it last week, but then it continued. Um, and it's interesting this time around because, I mean, obviously this is a, this is a problem that's cropped up before. And is a problem that has cropped up with some of the same people before, but this time around it's getting a lot of notice outside of Star Wars Twitter. Um, you have like 
people completely outside of that commenting on it. And that's really interesting, including a mention on the late show. Colbert talked about it in his opening monologue and they did a whole video making fun of these sexist assholes. And I don't know. I was sort of, I was shocked. I'm so used to this being such an internal thing. insecure thing. Yeah. yeah. That, that when it happens, like, cause before, like, you know, obviously it's happened before um, the whole, there was like last time when celebration was around, there was the whole blow up with, um, RFR, whether because they were originally going to be on the on the podcast stage, and some people took an issue with um, some sexist, sexist dickbags being on an official Star Wars event, and so um, but I've like I've I've tried to explain that drama to people before who aren't involved in it, and it's always like incredibly difficult. Yeah, but yeah, but this time around, it really it really blew up. Uh, and it's, it's been, it's been interesting to see real strong, um, reactions, not just from like my Star Wars podcasting friends, but from like like a lot of, yeah, from everyone and from like writers who I follow, like not Star Wars writers either, but just, you know, like fantasy writers who I follow on Twitter or just like random, like random, like comedians I follow on Twitter who who are suddenly talking about this? Who've never like talked about Star Wars before? And I don't know because on the one hand you go okay, these people are so deeply toxic, but it is it is it is encouraging I think to see the the pushback against that has been real quick and real strong. Yeah. It's, it's been hard for me scrolling on my feed, like seeing all this negativity. Like I've been having a really bad mental health week. It just, you know, happens every now and then, mm-hmm. but just seeing all this negativity and, you know, everything going on just makes me like really sad because you know, something like Star Wars fandom is, you know, important to me. Like, you know, like I I talked about this before. Like, I started a new job and I had no friends and I was really depressed. Then I started listening to Star Wars podcasts and I found this wonderful community. Like, I made so many friends. Like, I met my fucking boyfriend because of, you know, this community. And I'm so thankful for that because, you know, I've... He's amazing. And everyone that I've met is amazing. And it's just so sad when a community can be both amazing and both like toxic at the same time or people can make it toxic. Like, you know, forcing people to get off of social media because of their really shitty behavior, like the whole Kelly Marie Tran thing. Like that fucking broke my heart. And then, you know, the shit that Ryan Johnson's been having to go through and fucking Kathleen Kennedy too. Like, having it be your fucking birthday and people right like saying like that she should die or she should hang herself like i don't get, i don't get the point of these people like it's just it's ridiculous i the these aren't star wars fans doing this like that's the worst part like this is this is just hate well no here's the thing is they are star wars fans and we need to acknowledge that yeah 
like we even talk about how we don't want them to be Star Wars fans or, you know, like, I mean, obviously like it, it, still calling yourself a Star Wars fan when you haven't liked anything Star Wars has done. And you just, you know, get a hard on for hating it. But they are, they are part of this community. It's not, it's not just like, you know, random people who have decided oh, let's go troll the Star Wars fandom and be super racist. No, they're racist people who, at some point, at least, have some part of Star Wars that they really liked. It's it's just heartbreaking to see, like, when they, you know, like, harass people. It's like, what if someone, you know, it's like, that's someone's daughter. Like, that's someone's brother. That's someone's, you know, like, how would you feel if, like, that, if someone was like sending death threats to your child or to your husband or wife or something like I you know it's like there's no consequences for that behavior because it's all online because they, they're just typing it online and they don't see any consequences like it's well, I mean it's sociopathic it is and it's so disheartening and awful to see you I mean, know it's complete because it's complete like lack of, of, of empathy and this lack of, of seeing people as you know, people is is a really disturbing trend. And obviously it's not just in the Star Wars community. It's a problem in a lot of social media and it's a problem, you know, in the broader world because social media is the broader world. But I mean, <laughs> God damn, when you push Ryan Johnson so far that he finally like hits back. I know. Like, You've you've really you've really pushed it and and I mean God bless him because obviously what what he spoke out on is 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 what was happening you know to people like like Kelly Marie Tran and not like what was happening to to him himself which has been like horrifically abusive like look at like literally like go onto Twitter click any tweet that Ryan Johnson has made. It doesn't matter what it's about. It'll be it'll be people like telling him to kill himself, talking about he's like ruined Star Wars, like all of this shit. It's 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 insane. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Looking at his most recent tweet from sixth of June. Scrolling down a little bit. Um. Like, oh, someone did a. R.I.P. Star Wars, murdered by Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy. Like, I... Uh, I don't... I don't know. Like, it's sad. If I, if I didn't like any of the new Star Wars stuff that was being put out, I would be sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I was sad back when the prequels came out and I didn't like them. But it's the... It's the... The, the anger... And the, like, sense of entitlement that I find really baffling. I mean, like, do something else. Do anything else. Why would you devote this amount of time to something that you hate? And I can even see, like, you go to see a movie that you wanted to love and you hated it. You want to, like, tweet about it? Like, go fucking crazy. But tweeting at the people who created it. And I mean, obviously, once you go into like death threats and and like racist abuse, that's a whole other thing. But even just being like 
tweeting at somebody to be like, hey, your movie was shitty. I, I don't, I don't understand. I just, I don't know. Like, the mentality of these people, it's like they, you know, they say that they love something so much like Star Wars, and then Ryan Johnson makes, you know, The Last Jedi, and like, I understand that people didn't like it, but like, leaving death threats and like, like, just every day, someone or, you know, the same person just being like, Last Jedi was terrible, it was awful, Ryan Johnson should kill himself, you know, like, people work so fucking hard for this, like, especially like this is probably like one of his biggest like i'm not i'm not you know like biggest life achievements is like doing a star wars film and like especially like someone like kelly marie tran too like she this is her first huge acting job is being in star wars like that's fucking huge and having that experience be ruined by people who go on your social media and leave racist remarks or like you know, about you relieving remarks about your character, about the movie, you know, like it's so it messes with your head. Like that's just that's not okay. Yeah, I mean, how could it not? Like, even if you're somebody who's really thick skinned, like there's only so much of that that you can deal with. And and you see it repeatedly, and it's it's you know, it's the stuff that happened with Chuck Wendig when he when he tweeted about shitty Star Wars, Wars fans and, and and Rebel Force Radio decided to to make a fucking big deal out of it, which is pretending he's making an argument that he's not. Like, you can't read his tweets and actually believe that he was talking about all Star Wars fans. Like, he wasn't, all, he wasn't calling all Star Wars fans shitty. He wasn't calling all Star Wars fans racist. He wasn't calling all Star Wars fans sexist. And he wasn't saying that not liking the last Jedi or not liking the the aftermath books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is a problem or makes you sexist, racist, blah, 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 blah. Like that it's so disingenuous to pretend that that was the argument, but that's what they're constantly trying to reframe it as because that makes themselves the victim. They're just so fucking entitled. I can't stand it. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, they'd rather, they'd rather destroy this thing than share it or just walk away. Like, if they can't enjoy it, they don't want anyone else to enjoy it. And, you know, I see a lot of people being like, oh, just mute them, just block them, don't give them anything. You know, it's just, they're just trolls and bullies. What they want is your attention. And look, I think for some, in, in some instances, that is true. What they're looking for is attention, uh, is attention. But in real life, like, you get that advice a lot. Oh, you know, just ignore the bullies and they'll go away. Which is not, it's not no. really true. And what, what these people want is for people to be scared. They want power. They want to push these people out of fandom. They, they like, celebrated when when. Kelly Marie Tran left Instagram. Like, that's what they want. That's their goal. And so, like, I understand if on a personal level, you just want to mute and block all these people. Like, you don't want to do it. Like, I, I, if you, like, that's the best way for your mental health. You can't wait to do it. That's totally understandable. I get it. But <laughs> to expect anyone else to do that or, or to, to, to lecture them on doing that is, um, I think, not not the way to go and this idea that somehow 
the people who are who are responding have to you know always be polite and always take the high road no like if chuck wants to call these shitty racist assholes shitty racist assholes like i don't have a problem with that like if you have more of a problem with him describing somebody as shitty than you do with somebody being a racist homophobic misogynistic like dickbag like that says a lot about you (laughs) you know i just never got the argument of like chuck wendek just sharing his opinion and then like the people who got mad at Chuck Wendig were like, fuck you, Chuck Wendig. You're not allowed to talk about us. Like, we're buying your merchandise or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I... This whole, like, paying customers thing. That means that you customer. can never... I mean, first of all, <laughs> dude doesn't work for Star Wars. He was hired to write a book that he wrote. Yeah, a comic book. He's not a Star Wars... He's, yeah. He's not, a, like, he's not, like, a Lucasfilm employee. He's just um, a dude. Yeah, and also, even if he was... Like, if you... If you go into Starbucks and buy a coffee, you don't get to start hurling racial epithets at your barista. Like, they'll kick you out or they'll call the police. So this idea that that because it's, you know, quote unquote, Star Wars fans who are saying this, that somehow that automatically means it should just be ignored. Uh I mean, fuck Rebel Force Radio, man. Like, they're just the fucking worst. It's this disgusting, like, echo chamber of impotent rage. They're just fucking wannabe radio morning DJs who have a podcast. And because they've had a podcast for a long time, they think that means they're important. They're just entitled babies. And it's pathetic. I agree 100%. Like, I... I don't know. Like when I first started getting into Star Wars fandom, I heard about the horror stories of Rebel Force Radio and how they would refer to women or like how like their comments of seeing women at cons like makes them happy or, you know, happy or whatever. Like it's just it's fucking creepy and fucking condescending. And, you know, I just I'm I'm not okay with that. Like and their comments about, you know, getting into fandom and, you know, trying to be like, oh, we're feminists. Like, fuck off. No, you're not. Well, you're pieces of yeah, shit. Yeah, because we, we know people who've had direct interactions with them, which do not um, support those claims. And the stuff that they said on their show did not support those claims. And, you know, the fact that, like, casts are like a, a competition. I think, again, it comes because they want to be they want to be doing radio when they're not. They're doing a fucking Star Wars podcast. Like, even if you're one of the biggest Star Wars podcasts, guess what, guys? You're still just a fucking podcaster. Um, and so now, of course, like when anybody says anything against them, it's oh, well, it's just it's just jealousy. Like, it couldn't possibly be that like Jason Ward or Amanda Ward or Steel Saunders or any of these other Star Wars podcasters, you know, might have some actual issue with these guys saying horrifically like sexist and disgusting things or just be like being jackasses in general. No, no, no. It's just, it's just because they're jealous. Which I don't know anybody else who sees podcasting that way. Podcasting is not a, a, a zero competition. Yeah, It's not a zero sum game. You're not like on in the same time slot. Almost every podcast I listened to, I got into because of another podcast. Like, I started the first podcast, the first Star Wars podcast I listened to was Steel Wars. 
And from there, I now listen to, you know, like a dozen other Star Wars podcasts <laughs> because, you know, Steele would talk about shows or he'd be a guest or he'd have guests that had their own podcast. So I'd check out other ones like that's just how it works. Yeah, like that's except, except in these guys head. Yeah, like that's, you know, I my first Star Wars podcast was now this is podcasting. And then I found Steel. Then I found, you know, podcasts like Rogue One, Blue Harvest, The Sith List, you know, like, you know, it's if you really think that it's a fucking competition, then you don't fucking podcast. Like, just stop. Retire. Burn it's your just sad. Burn your podcasting gear like then like. Like I, I was taken aback once because someone came up to me and was asking me, so how are your numbers on your podcast? And I'm like, I do this for fun. Like, and I was just taken aback. Like, shit. Like, there are some people out there who are more focused on getting numbers or getting retweets or, you know, getting attention rather than like having a good time talking about something that you love. Like, I love being able to talk to Emily every week about Star Wars. Like, we've been doing this for what? This is our 45th episode, like for 45 weeks. Like, I've gotten to know Emily the past couple months and she's now I consider her one of my closest friends now because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we're nearing a year. It'll be a year, I think, in August and like. Mm-hmm. It's just fun and be like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It'd be it'd be a lie to say I I don't want more people to listen. Of course I want more people to listen. Yeah. Because that's it's like really fun and it's fun to grow your community and it's fun to hear from people and excite and exciting when, you know, suddenly you're reaching people who you've never like met, like on the other side of the world. Like that's super exciting and awesome. But I also want to like the people who listen to our show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pander to entitled misogynistic white boys because it would give us more listeners i don't know i don't like it when people make me feel uncomfortable in this fandom and that is what you know the from going back to last celebration from what information was revealed about these certain podcasters and what information's like being revealed now like i don't feel comfortable with the fact that there are fucking people out there who like see me and you know question my likeness of star wars or whatever or just or it just it's it's disgusting like it's yeah yeah, and it's you know it's oh like we 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 kept stores alive during the dark times and what that means that they should owe us. I'm like they don't fucking owe you shit. First of all, g- guess what? Even like let's talk about the dark time. Stars was still one of the biggest fucking franchises of all time. You didn't save it by doing your shitty podcast when there was like nothing else happening. Like they didn't spend billions of dollars on Star Wars because two dudes sit in this like fucking basement studio somewhere and podcast doesn't work that way you don't you don't own star wars star wars doesn't owe you anything and the idea that that you speak for like i don't know like real fandom and this is what the real fans want i'm like no star wars fandom is so big there's so many people and it's not just 
angry old white dudes. Yeah. And it's why I get like, you know, and again, we get this whole, oh, they're, they're forcing diversity. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But guess what? Guess what, guys? The, the world is diverse. You know what's unnatural? Only having straight white cis males on screen. That's an unnatural view of the world. I mean, like, having one black guy in your movie isn't forced diversity. People just need to go the fuck away. Like, I... I don't know. I don't think that someone should classify themselves a Star Wars fan if they really feel like something like Star Wars is, you know, forcing diversity or, you know, like our Kathleen Kennedy or whatever shit they say about Kathleen Kennedy. Like I think of that ass- fucking asshat who made that video while he's boycotting Solo and he was trying to oh call God. Kathleen yeah. Kennedy a feminazi and he's like, oh, but I'm a feminist. Like, fuck off. If you use that term feminazi, you're not a fucking feminist. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, it's just, I mean, <laughs> what I don't, what I really don't understand is, is that, I mean, I mean, some of them just, you know, want to watch the world burn, I'm sure, but some of these people actually seem to think that they're going to uh, fucking accomplish something. That if they, you know, force enough people down or troll people enough, that Star Wars, like Disney will decide, okay, you're right. Guys. Well, I guess we're gonna we're gonna bring back the EU and we're gonna only have like white dudes in the movies from now. I'm like, no. <laughs> if anything, the only thing that would happen is if you win, they're not gonna make Star Wars anymore because the audience has left. And you and your like racist cohorts are not enough to support it. Do you know what my favorite one is right now? Is the fire Kathleen Kennedy. And bring in Dave Filoni. Like, fuck off. Like, do you know what people do? Like, do you know what jobs are? Like, like people have skills. And they do certain jobs. Uh, and they are trained for those certain jobs. And, like, look, I mean, my own feelings about Dave Filoni aside, which, which well, I mean, you're not personally. I don't know. I don't I don't know the dude. So I don't want to say, like, reflecting his personality just on the stuff he's created. Like, even putting that aside. Like, his job and... and Kathleen Kennedy's job are nowhere near each other. I know. Like, that's the thing, too. Like, I I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Dave Filoni stuff, but shit, I'd buy him a beer if I saw him at a bar. I'd be like, hey, get that man a beer. Like, he's fucking awesome for everything he's been doing for Star Wars for the past, like, 10, 15 years, you know? Like, he he's so dedicated and he's so amazing. He, he's a great he's just an amazing guy, but, like, that doesn't mean that he should be the head of Lucasfilm. Like, that's not how it fucking works idiots like go to fucking school like learn learn how life works you dumb shits like being a being a showrunner is different than being the head of a studio like it's just i don't know i fucking i hate these people i really i really fucking hate them and i think it's hilarious that um rfr blocked me on twitter when did they block um, I I honestly don't know. It's really funny because considering, you know, last celebration, I was tweeting about how they needed to get kicked off the celebration stage. Well, the celebration podcasting stage and how they were horrible and they didn't they didn't block me for that. They went after other people for that. But no, they um they blocked me. I don't know because I didn't interact with them this time. 
I didn't, I never, I never, I don't think I ever added them. I maybe like liked some tweets that were talking about them. Yeah. But then I went back like the next day and they had blocked me and I'm like, what? But I know other people they blocked and it's all women. Except me. I'm not part of the club. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't really been on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, like, like seriously, like everyone I know who they blocked I'm sure. I'm sure there's some dudes they block, but every everyone I know who they blocked and is all women. And considering how much the guys we've known have gone after them directly, that's um, that is telling. Yeah, and you know, part of the reason why I'm not as social on social media anymore, as social on social media, is because like shit like this. You know, like I never know the right things to say about stuff going on like this. This is why I'm glad I have a platform like a podcast where I can share my mind instead of writing, getting stressed out writing a post on Insta or on um, Twitter or somewhere. Because social media just has been really like it's really stressful sometimes, or to post something, you know, or if it's like I'm, you know. It's it's hard because with everything, I don't know. I just I worry myself, you know. I I don't know. It's just it's a lot, and fandom right now is just making me sad. And I don't like to feel sad with fandom when I'm just having really bad mental health days. You know, it's just yeah, a combined of shitty things with shitty emotions and. I'm just thankful that, you know, I have people like you. I have people like my awesome friends and boyfriend and just amazing people that, you know, I don't know. And like, I'm so thankful for this community and I'm so thankful for it. And I'm just so like disappointed in it right now. Like it's a very dark time right now. But yeah. And I mean, we do, and we do have some friends who've been really awesome about it. Um, they talked about it a lot on the most recent Bad Motivators. Um, Eric lost his fucking shit, which is great because I mean, if you if you get Eric swearing and yelling, then you've done something um, pretty egregious. I still need to listen to that. It's really good. Um, and uh, I mean, Steele's obviously been tweeting about it a lot, but they also talked about it. Um, he is now doing. We mentioned this before, but he's doing. The, the call-in shows are now on live video on YouTube. He's doing them every other Monday. And, and the last one, they they talked quite a bit about this. And they had some, some interesting and passionate calls. Check that out. Um, the next one will be... Let's see, this will come out on Friday. Oh, yeah, so the next one will be the Monday after this episode is released. But yeah, go go on YouTube and the and the last one is up there and take a look at it because they have some smart things to say. You know, that's the part of the fandom that I love is you know, fucking steal every week doing those like live or every other week doing those like live shows like that's how we met. You know, like I was you know a fan of someone's podcast and calling into their show and like I consider steal a friend now. Like you know. Like, I just considered, like, Jason and Amanda as friends. Like, people that I started off, like, listening to their podcasts alone in my office. And, like, now, like, you know, like, I go to Disneyland with these people. Like, I go to movie premieres with these people. Like, it's just, it's amazing how, a, a, like, your love for something could turn into, like, so much more. You know? hmm I don't know. But 
definitely check out Steel's live or, or call-in shows. They're really good. They're really funny. Yeah, yeah. And if you are if you are free on Monday nights, I, I highly recommend hanging out on YouTube and watching them because there's the, I mean, YouTube obviously has a pretty good uh, comment system while it's going. I am sort of the like moderator there because it is YouTube and God only knows who's going to come along. And we didn't, we didn't have anybody in terms of like posting abuse and stuff, but do know that it's, 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 it's not just a free for all of YouTube comments while the, while the show's going on. So if you want, you know, a positive place where, you know, there's not going to be a bunch of shitty stuff you'd rather not want to see, come along and chat with us. Yeah. Chat with us. Please refer to Ewoks and Jawas as people and not create and not, um, they're not animals. They're not animals, guys. They're people. <laughs> and also, if you try to say anything mean to Steel or Emily or just about Star Wars, I have, I have my tennis racket in my car. I haven't used it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Brittany will beat you up. I'm, I'm here. I'm five foot four of anger and menacing attack modes i don't know <laughs> i mean you used to play te- like you like you used to play tennis like competitively so i'm pretty sure you can hit pretty hard yeah man i played in college i've been playing since i was nine years i've been playing i'm on the st- i've been on the streets since i was 10 no like, i've been playing since i was nine like i have a pretty mean serve and i'm left-handed too so you don't fuck with the lefties so <laughs> no but seriously if you're a dick fuck off like don't listen to this podcast if like you really think that what they're doing is okay or what anyone's doing to Kelly Marie Tran or any of our friends like if you're going to our friends and talking shit or you're going to our friends and leaving one star reviews because you're a fuck you're a stupid fuck then you're a stupid fuck like just unsubscribe to this podcast like burn your headphones like we, we don't want you here just like, bye but I don't know, Emily, do you have anything else to say about everything going on right now? You know, I hope by the time this episode comes out um, at the end of the week that it'll calm down again. But I don't know. It's just, it's tiring. And I know it's taken up a lot of the conversation and a lot of like Star Wars areas for the past couple of weeks. But it is, it is important so Mm -hmm. glad that we were able to talk about it yeah but let's let's move on to other things um oh monthly mendo movies yes okay so the mendo monthly movie for june is going to be una which is the one where he plays a child molester. So, oh my no, it's gonna be intense. Um, oh God. look, it's hard to find happy Menda movies. They exist, but a lot of them are like older and Australian. Like, never got a U.S. release or only got very minor U.S. releases, so they're not always easy to find. So for now, we're going to ones that we can readily get. And Una's one of them. Do you know how people make like bingo cards for movies? Uh-huh. We should make a Mendo movie bingo oh, card. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
like, like Mando Death. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the middle one. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, d- drug use, uh, alcoholism, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> cape, uh, mustache, mullet. Um, dirty. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do that one episode 47. But okay. I, think, I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll make an interesting discussion, even if it is um a more serious one. Yeah, is who's in this movie? I have not looked it up yet. Um him and uh Rooney Mara. Oh, I like her. And um fucking what's his name? Who played um Bodhi. Bodhi Rook. Uh Riz Ahmed. Yeah, there we go. Tobias, um, Menzies, Natasha, Little, Tara, Fitzgerald, Ruby, Stokes, um, Rooney Mara, Ben Mendelsohn. Came out in 2017. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying the Mendo monthly movies. Like, I, I really do think that Mendo is a great actor and like I really en- am enjoying seeing his movies like I don't know like I I'm sad that we got such a limited amount of him in Star Wars like I would really want more of him or more of a character like him I'm not just saying that because I love Ben Mendelsohn now like you got me under the Ben Mendelsohn spell but no really like I <laughs> I really like respect him as an actor and you know He's really fucking good, and he makes he makes really interesting choices in terms of roles. Yeah, there's this there's this great story that I think I think Emma Thompson tells this about um, Alan Rickman. Maybe it wasn't Emma Thompson. Maybe I'm just saying that because they were friends. But um, somebody on, on an episode of QI that I was watching tells a story once of of this this kid who, who who asked Alan Rickman like, "Why do you always play villains?" And and Alan Rickman just looks at him and goes, "I don't I don't play villains. I play interesting characters." <laughs> and I think that's also a really good way to to describe Mendo's um, career. Interesting characters. He's going to be in that Robin Hood movie. Oh, man, it looks so terrible. You know what? I might see it just because I, I, I went and saw Solo last Sunday again. And eh, I mean, good movie. I think I'm done saying it. But anyways, back to Mendo. It just he looks so like it just, you know, like the setting for that movie. He looks too clean. Like it's the most clean I've ever seen Mendo look in a movie. And I'm like, this isn't right. Well, I mean, everybody's always too clean in movies that are set. Yeah, but it's Mendo. Like, you've seen him in drug movies where he's just all dirty, wearing Hawaiian shirts, and that's it. Yeah. Like, everything in that movie is super clean looking. And they all have, like, and there's so many, like, modern looking haircuts and shit. And I'm like, that uh, You couldn't do that with a pair of scissors. <laughs> like that's that's that. like that's a, no, it's like a razor haircut. No, and that's a that's a problem in a lot of those things. But I don't know. I mean, it looks like shit. But I I mean I like Robin Hood. Like it's a story that I like. But um, 
and and having having him as as sheriff of Nottingham, I'm like that that should totally be my thing. But I see that trailer and I'm like, oh no. So do you remember the Disney Robin Hood with the with the foxes? Yes, of course. It's my favorite Disney movie. So which which animal is Mendo? And I haven't seen that in so long. All I can think of is Prince John. He's the isn't he a bear? I don't know. I should know. I played Disney scene it the other day, and there was a question about Robin Hood in that. Yeah, the sheriff is the bear, right? Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheriff Robin Hood. I remember watching that as a kid. I always find myself like looking up like Disney movies or something, but I don't know. I'm going to Disney World in like a couple months, so I'm like mentally preparing my brain for all the fun activities. I'm dragging Carlos with me because he's never been to Disney World, and like before we started going to Disneyland a lot because he got a pass because he loves me. <laughs> but um, he had like never been to like Disney really. He's like every time we go on a ride, I'm like, "Have you been on this before?" He's like, "No," and I'm like why <laughs> but Disney's fun I recommend checking it out especially Epcot go to Epcot eat all the food drink all the beer or alcoholic beverages dude also fucking Knott's Berry Farm has like this like boysenberry festival every year and the food looks really good <laughs> but back to Star Wars or Mendo sorry Mendo um Excited for Una. Strap the fuck in, folks. Episode 47. This should be fun. I'm really but, excited for him in um, Captain Marvel. Ooh. Ooh. I'm ready. I am ready for some that. New, and some new Netflix thing next year. I still need to watch. He's in Bloodline, right? That's Bloodline that he's in? Yeah, he's in Bloodline, but he's in a new one. Mm. Uh, playing Henry the Fourth. Ooh, yeah, and it's like, um, like jo- he's back again with Joel Edgerton. Shit, really? Yeah. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. But mm. that's not until next year, sometime. Shit, everything's happening in 2019. New Star Wars. The Lion King. New Star Wars. (laughs) More Disney movies. Mendo. Galaxy's Edge. Celebration. There's a lot going on. We're going to meet. Yeah. Hopefully before that. But probably, maybe. I don't know, depending on. Because my school schedule, especially right now is or just everything is just i'm just done i'm just you know i don't know why like all of a sudden like i'm just in that like state of mind that i'm just i'm done with school like i'm taking an online course right now it's one of those fucking online courses where it's like go at your own pace you're good like i'm so bad at that like i need structure mm-hmm. i need to dates or else i'm just not gonna fucking do it like i've been setting like reminders in my phone hey do this this morning and what am i doing i'm watching videos of youtube of like live pd episodes you know like i i need structure 
<laughs> uh, but almost done. Oh my god, what am I gonna do with myself? Hang in there. Let's get through the next couple of months, I guess. Yeah, I'm just excited to be done with school and to be able to just to like relax for like a couple months because I was like thinking about it. Like I've been working the same job or not the same, like you know the same for the same people since I was 16 years old. So uh-huh. I've been doing this. I've been like doing because it's like I've been going to school. I've been doing sports been doing all this fun stuff for like so many years and just I want I just want to like chill like I want to travel like I just got my passport like I want to go to places I want to do things before I want to like sit down and be like what am I doing with my life like I want to be able to like breathe I want to be able to like be happy about Star Wars like I'm gonna go to celebration and you know like just be able to chill with like the people that I love and get rusty really drunk because (laughs) that precious little soul is like his weak his birthday is a week after his 21st birthday is a week after celebration. Oh man, that sucks. But he's like, you know what, Brittany? I think I'm going to have one beer while there. <laughs> oh, our chilies boy. I'm trying to think mm. of how, how many drinks I had had by the time I heard turn 21. It was a lot. I didn't start drinking till I was 18. I mean, I didn't, I didn't start drinking until college, but part of that is just like, it wasn't that I had any moral objection to it. It just like, wasn't what my high school friends did. So just like, wasn't, I wasn't around it until college. Yeah. Like I've been hanging out with like the same group of people since I was like 14. Like I have like the same, three friends (laughs) and like we would we would grow together so like all of a sudden like we we turn 18 we're like hey we're drinking now it's like okay like i still have like young videos of me like taking shots and spitting it out because i didn't know what to do (laughs) but yeah you know we didn't drink much i mean like now like every now and then i go out i have a good beer i had this like really good cider i went to this bar near one of the beaches in San Diego. And it was like this Washington cider. It was like a cherry cider. It was so fucking good. I still think about this. I like cider a lot. Me too. I know. Um, I think probably like the best cider that I had was, um, or Carlos and I went on our first date. It was like this like beautiful brewery. Breweries have like fantastic ciders too. Not all of them. Ballast Point doesn't have any good ciders i'm not i don't like ballast point no offense to ballast point oh they do some sculpin that i really like they have this uh they have moscow mule there but like they brew it like they they have like the like the beer flavor of Mo- like they just brew it like moscow mule or something but it's it's like the weirdest thing ever i don't know my taste buds are not acquired to beer tasting yet i mean i love f- fucking ciders but beer i can't i can't really do yet like when people are like oh this beer is refreshing or having a beer with these tacos is life and i'm like i don't get it but okay well, the thing with beer is there's so there's so much and there's such a like wide variety of tastes there that it's easy to just not find ones that you like if you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. Like in yeah. Like I don't really I don't like really hoppy beers. 
or like super bitter beers, but have you ever Hmm? ever made a beer? No. That's the long process. That's like too much work. And I don't really have a space for it. Like maybe if I had like a house and like a garage or a basement or something, but. Hmm. But anyways, guys, what's the best beer you've ever had? (laughs) Please let us know. We went from food commerce or food combinations to, to beer, but or ciders like that counts too. I, ciders technically count as wine. I know that because I still work at a bar, and we had to stop serving ciders because they counted as wine, and we didn't have the um, not certificate, but we didn't have the thing for it. What a shame! But Emily, yes. You watched the Clone Wars this Death week. Watch. Death Watch. Do you like it? It was fine. Um, I only watched one because it, the next the next episode like starts off like a three episode arc, and that wasn't going to happen. So, um, uh, this was one called A Friend in Need, and it brings back uh, Lux who we met before, who was, like, the the son of, like, the separatist senator who was friends with Padme, who got killed. And so the the setup is there, there are these negotiations set on Mandalore between the separatists and the Republic. And then Buck shows up and says that um, Dooku murdered his mother and the Separatists drag him off, um, and, and Ahsoka goes to save him. And, um, like, she she rescues him, and it's going to take him back to Coruscant, but he doesn't want to go to Coruscant. One, because just because he's not a Separatist anymore doesn't mean that he's suddenly wants to join the Republic, and he has other plans, and those plans are to meet up with Death Watch. And because, like, yeah, the whole thing was he did this because he had a little gadget where if if Dooku, like, hologrammed up in front of him, then he could track his location. And so that's what happened. Um, and so he's going to give that to Death Watch because then they'll go kill Dooku. Um, there's this nice little thing where when... Because when, uh, he knocks out Ahsoka in order to take her to Death Watch... And then she she introduces herself as his betrothed because obviously she can't um, let them know that she's a Jedi because bad things happen then. Um, and so obviously like Fizzler shows up. So we get some some Favreau action. And, you know, Ahsoka is trying to convince Lux that he can't trust Death Watch. I mean, I don't I don't understand how you need to be told that they're fucking called death watch for god's sake but um it turns out that like death watch has taken like the local villagers and is using them as slaves and then they start like killing them and so ahsoka you know outs herself as a jedi and there's lots of fights and in the meantime like r2 is with them and he gets like wheeled in their room with all these broken droids because apparently they've been using the droids as target practice and one of them, like, 
like starts begging him to repair them and it's just super fucking creepy but then he does and so then you know he r2 comes and helps save the day fighting 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 and they get away but as they're as they're headed back you know because she she contacts anakin and, and explains everything that's going on and they're on their way back but Lox decides to leave in the escape pod because again he doesn't he doesn't want to go to the Republic and they have a sort of sweet goodbye. Yeah, so that was the episode. It wasn't like you know amazing, but it wasn't terrible. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, he got some young love stuff. It always like it just cheesy stuff. Really rubs me the wrong way sometimes like the whole the whole soka and lux thing i feel like they're kind of like pushing it too hard at times like i just feel like it's like oh we need romance here's romance you know it's like a character like ahsoka like she doesn't need that you know she doesn't need like a boy you know like i know that obviously that's not how the, the episode went but just sometimes it's like i hate when like romance has to be like involved and you know me saying that someone who like fucking loves romance and fucking screamed like a little girl when han and kira were making out in solo like sometimes like with the certain platforms or just like you know especially like ahsoka's like so young too is like i don't think we need that like that's like we have anakin and padme like but you know that's a shitty argument so i'm gonna stop that so anyways <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't... You know, in a half an hour, like, 20-minute cartoon, I don't care that much. Because there's always so much that yeah. I have to see. Mm-hmm. But... But... Death, Death watch. watch. I love John Favreau. I, his voice is just so... Like... It, it just... It sounds nice. I like him. Is that weird? No. You just had, yeah, some people have like that certain like tone of voice that's just like calming. Like, that's like John Favreau to me. Like, that's why I thought it was funny, his little character in solo. It just, it was John Favreau with four arms. <laughs> oh, but, um, should we get to some email? I'd love to get to some email. All righty. Good. All right. Um, oh, can read this. Well, I guess I'm reading this one. Yes, you are. A special one. Because <laughs> this one is from Dom, and it says, playing catch-up, in parentheses, please have Lindo read this one. All right. I'm, you, you don't understand how, how much that tempted me to just have Brittany read it. but <laughs> I'll read it. Hey, it's been a one. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can get through this all without coughing. Hey, Good I've been luck. a bit behind in the show, but I'm catching up. I had a couple weird food things. Top ramen with cheese. I know top ramen has a bit of a stigma, but fuck it. I love it. Um, I don't, I don't know how like widespread top ramen is out in other countries. Is that something that's around? It's for people who might not know. It's like super cheap instant ramen packets. I've never heard of it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I love ramen. Well, no, I mean, I know people know ramen, but whether they know this particular brand of, you know, like it's like, 25 cents you know a bag ramen all right anyway i make it part of the directions but then when it's done cooking i drain almost all the broth pour it onto a plate and i covered it in cheese cheddar provolone mixed cheese for tacos whatever i have on hand cover it up and let the cheese melt it's awesome 
When I was a kid, I'd melt butter into it and load a bunch of that powdered craft Parmesan in the green can in there. But I use actual cheese these days because I'm hella classy now. Okay, I have a comment okay. about this. Dom. So I've seen this trend of people cracking an egg into Top Ramen and eating that. I want you to try that and I want you to review that for me because I can't eat normal foods right now because I'm restricting myself from everything great in this world. So please crack an egg into your Top Ramen and tell me how it tastes. That makes sense because often like in ramen and udon and stuff, you'll have like a, a soft boiled egg or a poached egg. So that does make some sense to me. Um, again, like I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if to, maybe maybe on top ramen it's weird because most people just make top ramen according to it, the packages, and then like have the soup. But cheese ramen is is fairly common. At least mm-hmm. I see it in all the ramen places around me. You know, I'll have to try that sometime. You know, not anytime soon, but like sometime, like because. Usually, like, at my work, like, we have vending machines and, like, there's, like, the little thing of ramen where you can just, like, get the hot water, put it in there. And I usually, like, don't put too much hot water in it because I don't like my ramen too watery. Oh, I like mine really brothy. Oh, really? I'm not the biggest broth fan. It depends on the broth. Like, some broth is really good. Like, Soup Plantation, their chicken noodle soup has really good broth. Um, I'm trying to think of the best chicken noodle soup I've ever had. A lot of chicken noodle soups have really good broth. Um, and that's Berry Farm, which is an amusement park here in um, California. Um, they have this like chicken restaurant where it's like literally the best fried chicken you'll ever eat. And they have like really good um, chicken noodle soup and the broth is like amazing. And they have like boysenberry jam and anything boysenberry is the bomb. Like it's the best jam. Tell me otherwise. And I won't listen to you. <laughs> Not kidding. But anyways, with food. Go on with food combos. Another fave of mine is to make tuna salad or chicken salad with grated Parmesan mixed in. Not the fake shit mentioned above, but the good stuff. Put the tuna or chicken in a bowl. Throw some mayo in there. Parentheses, calm down, Lindo. Look, dude, I'm from the Midwest. What do you fucking want from me? Like, mayo, mayo is it's fucking in everything. You have an idea how many, like, church potlucks I went to that have some sort of, you know, like, quote-unquote salad? That's mostly mayo. There's a reason. Mayo's fucking delicious and things. <laughs> anyway, add garlic salt, maybe some pickle juice, then mix in a fuckload of parm. Heat it up, stick it on a sandwich, or dip bread, toaster, crackers in that shit. Mm. Actually sounds good. I'll do that next time I make tuna salad. I always have parmesan on hand. I need a master the tuna thing because like i always try to make myself a good tuna melt and i always like kind of fail like either like the tuna is too watery or like the bread that i use is like it ends up being like too thin where it's like when i'm done like um putting it on the on the pan like you can kind of see like the tuna through it but like still like the bread is still covering it so it's like not like too wet but um yeah pickle juice i have to try that with um Parmesan mixed in, grated Parmesan. I'll have to keep that in mind. I, I fucking love tuna. Tuna's so good. Like I, I love me a good tuna melt. Like you can't fuck up a tuna melt. I mean, like kind of like I, I can because I fuck up everything because I can't cook or bake or anything because I'm not magical in those areas. Sorry, future husband. But I, yeah, I just. But do you like tuna? 
I do. Um, I sort of, you know, like I used to eat a lot of tuna sandwiches or tuna casserole, that sort of thing. I think it's, I think it is like canned tuna is a good like staple for just about anything. I want to ask Will from Blue Harvest, like good tuna melt skills. He's the best. He's so nice. I met him. Oh yeah, you met him, didn't you? Yes, I met him. I met, he's so cool. Like Rusty, I was talking to Rusty. Rusty always is like, he loves everyone in this fandom, but he's like, I like Will. He dresses nice and he's a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. Oh, our, our Chili's boy. Oh my God. Speaking of food, yes. you know, the, the, the red lobster cheddar bay biscuits, which are the best biscuits in the world. Emily, how good were they? Oh my God. Cause they make, they make it in box form. So you can make them at home. And I had some last night and you don't understand how close I was to just having biscuits for dinner. I want to cry right now. I'm a whore for bread. Yeah. Any, any like bread or adjacent like pastry whatever oh my, i love biscuits and my mouth's like watering right now so like the because i've only had those biscuits like once but i remember them being like the fucking best so like it's like a biscuit there's like a cheese kind of layer on top well you you mix it either the batter has like grated cheese mixed in mm. and then when they're done baking you do like this like melted butter herb stuff over it. I had some more for breakfast. I reheated them and I had them with um, bacon and egg. And then I dipped the biscuit in the egg yolk. Bacon and egg. Just one egg? Just one egg. Because I had had two biscuits and two pieces of bacon. I'm like, I don't need two eggs. Yeah, you do. You need need all the eggs. No, I was already very, like, like, barely finished it. Mm. I love, I love like dipping stuff into, I love those breakfast sandwiches where it's like, it has like the egg and then like you bite into it and then just like the yolk and you can like dip it in the yolk. Like, yes, I always, whenever I'm making a breakfast sandwich, I go with a yummy, uh, with a runny yolk. Runny yolk. Yeah. Like my, uh, my work has these really good breakfast sandwiches and they, you put, uh, it's like this like wonderful, like bread and it's like buttery bread and then. It's uh some hash browns, some tur- some ham, and then like the egg, and I always have it like over easy, so I just like cut cut the sandwich in half and just see the yolk just going down. Like, yeah, I love so I love egg yolk. It's good. I like dip my toast in it now. I just I I like it more than I used to. Like it's sometimes weird when I'm like I really want eggs and I really want something to dip my eggs in. <laughs> but um oh should we get back to the rest of his email no let's just keep talking about food (laughs) okay so I have a question y'all know I'm Cantovich number one coined the term got people sign their emails with it the whole nine I've even gone so far as dub Matt Frost Cantovich number two and Aaron from OK Cupid Cantovich number three peep the twitter history and you'll see the titles are well deserved Mm-hmm. During the solo reaction app, Rebecca was dubbed head canto bitch. Excuse me? Rebecca's great, but I, have I done something wrong? Have I been passed over? Am I the Fredo of Cantobite? Am I on a timeout? 
all kidding aside, I'm very secure in my position amongst the Kanto bitches, and Rebecca's obviously quite welcome amongst the ranks. Uh, tying this email to Star Wars, I was curious if you saw uh, Tracy, is it Kenobio? I think so. Kenibio. Kenibio. Kenibo. Da da da. Uh, I don't know. Um, offering design schematics for cosplayers for celebration. Not sure how in depth you want to go with the Ventress cosplay, Lindo, but she may have something useful for you. She may ha- even have designs for Ventress from the unaired episodes that were turned into the d- Dark Disciple novel. Okay, that's enough out of me. Canto bitch number one. All right, couple Thanks for no, I didn't. I didn't see that. I'll have to check out the cosplay thing. Thank you for for giving me a heads up on that. That would be a useful resource. Look. You're Kanto bitch number one. You are not head Kanto bitch. They're two. They're, they're two separate they're things. Separate titles. Yeah. Rebecca could be whatever she wants because Rebecca is special and amazing, and we love her dearly. And we love you too, Dom. But like Rebecca is like a, she's like a special. Her and Colleen. I was just all, all the girls. We we are. I love them. Can I just like shout out to like Rebecca and like Colleen? Like I miss Colleen. Like she was here in California for a bit, and she's one of those people. Like I, we were hanging out. I felt like I knew her for years. Like I feel like I've like always known her. Then like Rebecca's just so, she's just so funny and just so wonderful. And just I can't wait to meet everyone at celebration. I just can't wait to hug everyone. Like I say that too much sometimes, and it's kind of weird. And people are like, "Brittany, you're fucking weird. You want to hug people." But like, I just, I just love everyone, and I'm so excited. But dumb. Oh yeah, dumb. We love you too. We love you too. Yeah, we love you. Like, you know, and you are Canto bitch number one. You're kind of you're never not going to be Canto bitch number one. Dom was the first person I ever met from the Star Wars fandom. Like I, when I went to the Steel's first show, he was the first person I met. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like he he looked at me and then he gave me a high five, and then I went from there. And then I was really nervous to meet uh, Amanda and Jason because I was wearing my Rebel Girl shirt, and he's like, "No, we're going up right now. We're gonna go meet them." So he always gives me shit for being shy. So Aww. I'm not shy anymore, Dom. But I maybe maybe a little bit. I don't know. I always get re- I always get nervous before those live shows because just seeing everyone, I get really excited. Then I just get like nervous, excited, and then I'm like. Insert Porg noise here. Need to work on that. My sister does a really good Porg scream. Oh yeah, should, yeah. I should have her on one of these days. Actually, no. That'd be very da- that'd be dangerous. That'd be dangerous. But um, all right, Canto bitch number one. Thank you. Wasn't he asking about the Canto bitch merch? Yeah. We'll do we'll do that at some point. Maybe some maybe a shirt or maybe some buttons. Um, oh yeah, buttons. I should get rusty one because he has a new little he has a new little jacket and he wants more buttons. Okay, I remember when he saw Carlos, he's like, "I need Sithless buttons for my sweater." <laughs> it was really cute, or for his jacket. Sorry, not sweater. I mean, I sound really nerdy there, but um, I'll read the next email. It's from Jim, a lovely listener and friend of ours. Titles at Wookiees and Ewoks. <clears throat> Dear Canto by Dispatch. So, I was doing some research for another email I was going to go send when I s- stumbled across an old message board post from 2006 on sci- sciforums.com. Yeah. 
it poses the question of well, keys and Ewoks can prosper. It 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 poses the question of if Ewoks and Wookiees can crossbreed. Now, the post in question turned into a Star Trek bashing session, but it got me thinking, can they crossbreed? If Chewie is hanging out with Nisa and they could and they got down, could they have a baby? I am firmly in the yes camp because that baby would be adorable and that's all that matters. Also, what would this new species be called? A wookwook? E-wookie? E-e-wookie? Any help on this matter is appreciated. Your listener, Jim. Okay. Um, Crossbreeding. Dangerous. In the galaxy. I don't think that would work. I don't think I want it to work. Because I... Because you're, you're racist? No! You don't You don't think that that different species should should mix? No! I'm not, God, Brittany, this is, this is why... Uh, Brittany, Brittany doesn't believe in interracial relationships, just so you know. <laughs> no, I just, I think of dogs, and I think of, like, the, the bad things that happen to dogs with crossbreeding, but, you know, I have to open up my mind, but, I mean... So, what about, what about, um, the green kid? Uh, whatever, from Rebels with Hera and the Kanan or whatever the fuck. You know what? I am wrong. I am putting my my Ewok or Ewookie bias on the floor. And I am a new changed person. And I now believe that that's okay. You know what? Yeah, sure. We can shoot if, 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 a, Wookie, if a Wookie falls in love with the Ewok. Like, that's okay. I, I think I would go with Wookwok. That's the name. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Before I read like the options, I was like, "Yeah, Wookwok, that would be cool." And that was like the first one he put, and I'm like, "Yeah, a Wookwok. How tall would it be? It would be like well, I don't know. Yeah, it depends. Okay, so with I mean, not to compare Wookies and Ewoks to animals, but this is in terms of like actual like genetics. This is what I would I would think about it as like. When when lions and tigers interbreed, the the size depends on which is the male and which is the female. Mm-hmm. Like tigers, I mean ligers and tions are different sizes. Like ligers get really really big and tions don't. And so I think it, I think it probably would be influenced, or at least could be influenced by that. Yeah. And you know, it sort of just depends, like what what genes would be dominant there. I don't know. It depends. I took a biology course once, and I had to do like the little sheet where it's like the you know the blue eyes, the little, like heterophiliac mixes with a homogeneous toad. I don't know. Yeah, but you do the little charts, and you have the capital letters and the lowercase letters, and you see like what what's dominant and what's recessive, and all the different combinations you can get. It has people do like with like kids, like they're like, oh, I wonder if our kids are gonna have blue eyes or green eyes, or it's like, I don't know, like I, I, 
know. Like, I think that's cool, but like, yeah, I don't know. I if I have children one day, I I'd be happy that I just had a child. Like I don't care what color eyes it is or what color hair. I don't think I'd want a redheaded child because I was demon child. So redheads are nuts as kids. Like I know that's like I don't know. Like I I see re- I see redheaded children, and you remember them because like they're nuts. Like I or was. because you have an immense amount of confirmation bias. Maybe. Maybe. Remember that episode where you couldn't think of the word confirmation bias? Oh my god, I was so annoyed. Confirmation bias. I know. um, Arresti posted something the other day about, or like a couple weeks ago about Solo. And someone like commented, like a bunch of weird ass people like commented on it. You know, just people being like, oh, that's an opinion you have. Like someone just said confirmation bias. And I'm like, get off my brother's Twitter. (laughs) Such a protective sister, but um, a wook walk, a wook walk. Yeah, we, we yeah, that that'll be cool. A wook, a wook walk. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm really craving those. Thank you, Jim. I'm really craving those red or those uh, red lobster biscuits now. There, I still have some, and I'm. It's all. It's all that I'm thinking about. Can you like throw me one right now, like yeah. through the computer screen? Okay, my my hands are ready. All right, let me go. Let me go take care of that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anything else that we should talk about? Um, there's no news on movies or anything because Hollywood Reporter reported them, and um, when Hollywood Reporter reports things, they're either actually announced a day later or like never. So, I don't know. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Any, anything? What's going on with you, Emily? Is there anything like new, exciting no, going I'm on? No, I'm sick. No, you're sick. I'm sorry, but um, I know that you're gonna mention this when we um go when we talk about our Twitter names and everything. But um, please review us on iTunes. Like, you know, we like we we talked about during the episode like how like we do this for fun. And, like, sincerely, we do. But like, you know, it. It's awesome that we have, you know, the listeners that we do, but like, I think it'd be like so cool to have like more like Canto bitches, <laughs> you know, just like a bunch of, I don't know, just, you know, cause like the last review we had was in like March and it's June now. So, you know, if you like us, let us know. If you don't let us know, I, I don't know, but yeah. just don't leave <laughs> shitty reviews. I don't know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but, oh, Emily, are you still there? Yeah, no, I'm here. Okay, hi, hi. Yeah, oh, for, we've 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 like been disconnected like twice already during the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm really leave this in the podcast, but every time it gets disconnected, I'm doing these like uh, land. You know, like in in Solo and Lando was doing like the Lando Chronicles. Uh huh. I I was doing those. Oh, see, on my end, it's mostly just cursing. Yeah. You're gonna hear fuck shit fuck and I'll be like chapter five. I really want Taco Bell right now. I'm not sure exactly what from Taco Bell I want, but a cheesy gordita crunch sounds really good. Like the consistency of the tortilla and then the taco like together and then plus the meat and the cheese. Because I don't like lettuce or like the spicy ranch. Like it just it's a good it's a good mixture. 
But anyways, Emily, where can you find us on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. Um, once again, you can get shirts and merch at uh, com slash EFLind. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. Um, you can write us email CantoBitePod at gmail.com. If you want to talk about food or beer or cross-species Star Wars reading. Whatever. We're always happy to hear from people. Um, where are you at, Brittany? I am just chilling in Cedar Rapid. No, oh, you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram, Brittany the Ginger. And that's it. I almost wish that I had, I don't know. Like, I always feel like there's so many. I don't, I don't know it's like you can find me on twitter and then there's instagram and then like that's it like i feel like facebook is the one that's for like i'm like twitter is like where i'm like very britney and like facebook is where i'm wholesome britney who goes to school and works and that's it but on twitter i'm like hey here's a cat <laughs> well for me like twitter is what i'm on all the time yeah. Instagram, like once in a while, like I go through like a couple of days where I'll post like several things in a row and then I just stop for like two months. Facebook, I barely ever post. I read Facebook, you know, once or twice a day and I am active like in a couple of Facebook groups. But in terms of like status updates, it's very rare for me. Yeah. I always think it's weird when, um, you're like, because like we're both in Facebook groups. When people that I've never talked to in Facebook groups, like, add me on Facebook. Like, I'm always, like, weirded out by that. Yeah. Especially, like, because sometimes it'll be people that I've never even interacted with. Yeah, that's that's what keeps happening with me. Like, I don't want to be a dick and, like, put on the page, hey, guys, like, I'm not going to add you on Facebook if I've never had a conversation with you. So, you know, like, we can have a conversation. You can add me. But, like, I don't know. Like, there are just some people. It's like they try to add me. And I'm like, I've never... I've never talked to you. And like, you know, and, and, and like you're probably a great person. But I don't know. Facebook is just like very like that's personal to me because like my family's there. Like, you know, like the information of like where I work is there. Like I don't like releasing like where exactly I work because that's a really private thing for me. Like I want to keep I want to keep some of my life private. And, you know, yeah. I don't want people to know like where I work or like you know all that stuff or like i mean, like obviously like i go to san diego state like that's that's all you'll get from me but and, and i'm not gonna tell you where exactly i live or what exact town i live or what's in my backyard or um what my siblings look like you know like i i don't know i i'm very I mean, private with some things well also just again like because i'm barely on facebook i'm like i don't i don't need to interact with people i don't know they're like like twitter like whatever you want to follow me on twitter i follow a lot of people back yeah but um but, i don't know circle of life you know okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna let that it, like entirely nonsensical um metaphor just go you're just gonna go yeah but uh, yeah let's end this before we get disconnected again all right. You know, follow us, review us if you have some money and want a t-shirt, buy one. 
And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Death Watch. Death Watch. <laughs> <laughs>